guys, welcome to the season 2 of Tales to Testimony. Today we are starting off with our first episode. Thank you for all the love that you showed and waited eagerly for this season to come off. Today our guest for the very first episode is someone who is the founder director of an amazing ministry that's been a blessing to this nation and all around the world. He's a singer, songwriter, pastor, a uh, musician and the list goes on. Help me to please welcome Pastor Sam Alex Pasula. Thank you Abdullah. Hi Sam, how are you? I'm doing good. How was your day today? Great, great. How was yours? That's good. So you saw that I gave you a brief introduction. So I want to ask you if you were to introduce yourself, how would you do that? Uh, that was a pretty elaborate in- introduction I thought, but uh, if I don't have to be humble. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably say everything you said. Um I would just second what you said. You did a great job. I would just leave it at that. <laughs> Thank you so much. So you're ready for the interview? Yes. Ready for the yes, to answer the questions? This. Yes. Come on. Okay, so let's start from the starting. Tell us where were you born, to whom you were born, at which place and all of that. Your basically your childhood. Definitely to my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Jesus. <laughs> uh I was actually born in Chennai. Oh. Uh, a lot of people think I'm I was born in Hyderabad, but I was born in a very very small town in Chennai. It's called Avadi. That's where I was born. Uh, my mom is from Chennai, my dad's from Hyderabad. Okay. So, yeah, I was born in Chennai, grew up all my life in Hyderabad. So if you're just because I was born in Chennai doesn't mean I know Tamil. So don't ask me to speak in Tamil cuz I really don't. I was uh, about to do that. <laughs> and yeah, but but I love Chennai though. Okay. So I, still I, I want you to say one line in Tamil. For no. all the people who all the Tamilians who will be like, "Yes, my brother." Nalarka. I think I said it right. It means I'm doing good. Okay, if you have to ask them how are they doing? Eppirke? I think Okay tell us if it's right or wrong. I I can understand Tamil I just can't a little bit it. I can't speak it yeah you know? It's okay this is pretty much you were just born and you know that much so that's mm-hmm. sorry So again tell me something about your childhood about your family how was it uh Yeah Well uh apart from my mom and dad and me I have two younger sisters um uh one sister's name is Nisi the other one is aksha we call her neetu so nisi neetu and uh, i i go by neel <laughs> at my uh, that's my nickname that's what my family calls me so neel nisi and neetu that's how that, that's how it is um and my sisters one is a nurse the other one she, uh, she's still finishing her studies and stuff like that my dad's a pastor so oh. shout out oh. to all the pks uh my mom's a lecturer she's a, oh. a telugu language lecturer in a college too so that's a little bit about my family okay that i i will catch you there you said your mom is a tamilian yeah and she is a telugu teacher yeah she teaches telugu and she does it really good um i don't know how that happened <laughs> but she must have special gifts <laughs> wow that's great Uh so how was your childhood like being a pastor's kid and a lecturer both like mixed I think it was uh, great and but also I mean PK's um pastor's kids have its own 
challenges of being a pastor's son. There's a lot of expectations from everybody to live up to pastors, being a pastor's kid. So I hated that part. Uh, but I eventually figured out, you know, how to not being crushed yeah. by it. But uh, having my mom as a lecturer, she wanted always, she, she wanted me to learn Telugu really well. But I was worse. Like my, my Telugu was like, I I wouldn't like do so good on in in Telugu, but yeah, I mean they got over it eventually, <laughs> so it was good. So how was your school days like? Were you a good student, studious, naughty? Were always like the agya kari bacha? I don't know. People in my school days must answer that question. I um, I couldn't be really naughty because of the like like I said expectations of being behaving like a pastor's kid. And I hated it for a while because the teachers are like, oh, you being a pastor's kid, you didn't do homework. Oh, you are a pastor. So I hated it, like, honestly. But then, yeah, I had, I was a little silent. I, I kind of also bullied by a lot of students just because, you know, I'm trying to like, and then try to go the other way around. And it, it just, I had to like figure it out eventually. So, uh, you, you speaking about a lot about pastors, kid. So you love your dad. You might have learned a lot of things with him, but then the tag comes, and the baggage from the tag comes. Your dad didn't do anything for that to happen to you, right. but like it's the people. So how yeah. did you overcome without like putting it on your dad? Well, I I wouldn't say I didn't put it on my dad. Okay. I hated. <laughs> being a pastor's son I was like why were you a pastor like why couldn't be something else like you know? i know i can feel that and i was like i will never become a pastor when i grow up because i don't want my kids to go through it you know and i was i used to hate it uh but i think you know as you grow as you like you know start like growing when i started growing up you know i'm i eventually got over it and figured out my way out figured a way out so when we are on the parent note and on the note of your parents just tell us how was one thing that you have learned growing up as a kid that you took from your father and your mother like separately or at the same time and i could i could tell a lot of things one thing i still remember as a kid and uh, i would proudly say that it's because of that i'm doing what i'm doing today right um i remember my mom always telling me that we have dedicated your life to be a minister of God and you know we we believed and we prayed that you would become and I remember you know uh, every night uh, after I slept after all, all my, me and my sister we, we would have like this one small room and everybody would sleep on the floor I mean that's the kind of life I grew up with it was so sweet I mean like I, I still embrace yes, you know, you know it was like it was just very the small beginnings yeah. right it's just so Humble beautiful beginning. right and then i we could hear everything my mom would dad would talk i would just act like i would sleep and then i would no matter how bad day they would have they would kneel after we would go to bed and they would pray for us and that's something that i really uh remember even till today and it's that prayers that are you know really helping me out you know, yeah. to do whatever I'm Kept doing. Get you it's, together. Yeah, and, and today I'm doing something because they envisioned it way before I even thought of it. You know, I was like, I don't want to become a pastor. 
I don't want to do anything, right? And then because they believed it. Yeah. They believed in the vision. They believed in my life more than I did. And that's probably why I'm here. So yeah. super grateful. I, I will say that is how you faith it. Like staying in a small room with five people on the same floor or the same bed. Yeah. And then having the faith, praying it over your children that no, they will... They yeah. are for God and they'll do great things for God. Mm. So it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So good to hear. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that Absolutely. Part. So continuing on the same line of your school, I wanted to ask how, how good were you in your studies? And also adding to that, I would want to ask, what did you want to become as a child? Well, studies, I was okay. I wasn't bad. Good. Uh, so just because of the pressure that I had, Hmm. to perform well, you know, in my studies hmm. and I would just do it, but I hated it. And there were times where I wasn't doing great at all. <laughs> and and then coming to what did I want to become as a child? I think I always wanted to pursue music because it was in me. It was like, I love music. I would, uh, I remember as a kid, like if I see a bucket or or some empty space i would just make that my drum kit right i would and then i would just bang and i was like I, my mom would be talking to people i would go and hit her back and play drums on her back she would get so annoyed so i was really really um uh you know i, I loved music so i did want to become a musician and i think i did yeah you did you pretty much did <laughs> yeah yeah so, okay, moving on from sc uh, school, how was your inter-college and all that life? Um, my inter was great, actually. Oh, wow. My inter was great and my degree was even better because I didn't go to college at all. Okay. <laughs> I thought you came like first in the country or something. Uh, well, I, I, I realized I was pretty wise <laughs> also in a way. Um, so, my inter was great because I didn't have any expectations from performing yeah, as a pastor's, pastor's kid. kid because the inter my college nobody knew my dad was a pastor or even if it was they didn't care but it was like it's it's not a problem for them okay. so that really helped me a lot to like just figure out what i love and what i don't mm. and i really enjoyed it i school i i, I hated, hated it, it. Uh, but then inter I, I loved it because i had the freedom uh, coming to my studies, I was still okay. I wasn't like the best, I would say. I was just, I was more concentrating. Uh, I was also concentrating on my music and mm. I, I, was, I was doing this and that. And I was trying to, if there's anybody I was trying to make happy was my parents. Like if, if they're happy, I'm happy and they don't give me trouble. So I wasn't like, you know, trying to, I tried my best to like get both, a good balance between both. Degree was way better because I intentionally um, applied in a college where, you know, attendance is not a huge thing. So I would never go to college. I think I only went like five days in the whole year. Oh. And I would just go uh, during that the exams. Just for exams. And then I think I enjoyed studying by myself. I realized I was doing way better that way. And I would just like, I actually enjoyed studying in degree. Um, wow. I, I was doing uh, BCom, hmm. and I and I realized I really love business, economics, and uh, not not so much of commerce and st um, accounts and stuff like that. But I did enjoy um, BCom. So 
it was natural for me to like gain great score so i i did pass in distinction wow so without going, going to, to college college yes and that's thank you jesus <laughs> but then was it i i believe it was not easy to keep a balance that as a young kid that not a kid but a teenager that you're pursuing music and you're also studying and also getting in distinction how did you keep the balance what was the drive um i did have to work hard you know i couldn't like just um do one thing because there's pressure from family he said if you can do this you can do that yeah. so i would study for the sake of doing what i really love the most which is music so there were times i would you know go to the studio in the nights and and then go to the college in the morning and do both and try to like try to figure out a good balance between both and stuff like that and it wasn't easy yeah, it was very tiring sure. but at the same time it 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 felt like it was worth it and mm. uh, so much came out of that i think my career started way early because of me being more intentional about doing what i love in fact i wasn't really worried about what my future is going to look like mm. i was more wow. interested in what i love the most right now and i wanted to just i i wasn't like oh i have to become this i i, I didn't i i wasn't even mature enough to think in that tangent so yeah. so i was like why think people are my mom would say you should think about future i was like yeah. i don't know what how how do i i didn't even know how to think about my future so i, I know i love music and i know i love singing and i just wow. had to like do that and and that's all and i did and i did and tere bina came out when i was like in my in my 11th grade oh that's pretty young <laughs> that was pretty young and i was super excited about it so you said that music and uh this you were having it from as a kid you were doing playing drums around and all of that I want to ask where did the interest in music started from i i believe there was some place Right. Do you bro? I think it comes from my dad. My dad uh I I remember my mom telling you know she when she was pregnant um you know my she would my dad would lead this 100 piece choir and stuff wow. like that and then he would take my mom around for these concert and I would get pretty excited in the womb. <laughs> of course and then um <laughs> when I was growing up, you know, my dad used to sit me down and then used to like teach me songs and in fact all me and my sisters and he used to be very strict he would be like you should get this right and so that's how i think i grew in fact the first chord i learned on the guitar was taught by my dad and so sweet. yeah so that's where i would get it i i got it from i would say thank you dad for being there <laughs> uh okay um i would ask that you just mentioned about terebina being your first album at when you were in 11th grade Mm-hmm. So when you did that you been like having music running in you since a kid were you very confident about your voice about your music from the beginning that I know I'm good I'm like I'm going to crack this not not really confident but mm. I was very expectant okay I was very hopeful about it oh it was like I I want I would get inspired a lot I would listen I was like I think I would just go into this imaginative mode like I would like was like oh what would it look like if I did this what would it look like I would just have this imagination and that was the most beautiful thing that I I realized it's like this childlike wonder yeah 
Yeah. I love that God says be you have to to access the kingdom of God you need to be childlike, right? And I felt that's why I was able to like achieve so much and because my imagination what and and I and I would remember like you know God would make that happen and it would remind me over and over again remember you know you saw this you know you imagined this wow. that's the power of imagination so coming back to your question was i confident no i wasn't i was pretty insecure about my voice oh is it <laughs> uh, when i was like around 10th grade my voice hasn't fully matured okay um, and i used to sing like high pitch like it's it's called high tenor if you know like singing terms and stuff like that and when i used to sing i used to sound like a girl because my voice hasn't matured yet it would be very thin and people used to make fun of it you know people oh hey everybody girl is in the room and i i was oh. and and people didn't know that they were actually doing that to me and i felt very uh, did it harm you in a way yes i would i would feel something is wrong with me and then i happened to attend um a worship school uh when uh, in, in the early days when i actually went there in my 7th grade i i start, i, I learned keyboard in my 7th okay. grade it's just a one month crash course it's called ELM eternal life ministries it's a praise and worship school and i learned keys it really helped me to start pursuing it more and more more efficiently mm. and then um and then when i was in 10th i went back to that place that's where i saw this guy from south africa okay uh, singing like a girl like i mean no it's funny the way i said it like yeah. it's like and people were loving it oh. and in the technical terms it's called falsetto okay. uh falsetto i don't know if you're not a singer what it means is like you know you sing normally and then you suddenly go into like a female sounding for example um I I did that in Tere Bina because I was so inspired that moment, right? Sukh mein tera tera, you do that, you know. It's like it's like really pretty. Now it's become a huge thing to do yeah. that, right? Um, and and back in the day, I was mocked because of sounding mm. like a girl. And then when I saw it, I I gained confidence. No, 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 I can also do this. Mm. And then I started embracing my voice. And uh, it was so helpful uh, to. for me to like start pursuing my album and my songs and stuff like that so when i heard his voice then i started using i started writing music like that and i was like okay. oh you know what i can use this like him oh. and so that's how i wrote tere bina melody also and stuff like that so yeah i mean that's where it all started i wasn't really secure about my voice um but then i would get i would i would find inspiration from different people and i would just pursue it and i didn't really care honestly even now i think for me it's not about if this guy likes my voice or that guy likes mm-hmm. my voice for me it was always about i like what i'm doing and i'll just do it mm-hmm. you like it it's up to you, you don't yeah. like it it's up to you yeah it's so great um so i want to bring a word or a name to you and i want to ask where is it what is it okay okay all right <laughs> okay so don't don't have to be scared i won't ask you such questions mm-hmm. okay tell me about what is the last bridge ah last bridge so <laughs> 
we start last bridge is the band that we started with you know uh, we started i think right now it's about 11 years ago we started last yeah. bridge and um, when 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 we recorded tere bina i wanted to start a band like band thing was a huge like it's a, it's a hit back in the like so i was like i'm going to have a band i'm going to tour here i'm going to do this i'm going to do that so all excited and formed a band last bridge uh, the way the name came it was really funny i mean i was a kid man like i had no idea like <laughs> i i was walking uh, uh, in i was actually in mumbai for oh. recording and then i was going for a metro and if you are from mumbai you know there's like a lot of bridges yeah it is uh, and then i was like already super tired we we had a re- all night recording and then we realized um <laughs> it's hilarious it's just so funny it's so cute uh it's actually cute to actually talk about it now and then we are super tired it's in kalyan okay and then we had to get to the last bridge and then oh my gosh we need to get that last get to the last bridge and and we were doing it while we were i was just humming some melodies and i was like doing it and then when we got to the last bridge It's like man it was so easy because we didn't even think about we were singing it's like so my songs on a are going to transition people to last bridge and i had like my own theology, theology theo around it and it just didn't but i love how god put the word bridge yeah since there. the beginning even in my maturity even when i didn't know what it meant he it is like you know i love that verse is i know the plans i have for you the plans to prosper you and 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 i was like he knows the future he's he doesn't have a plan for you i love that he has plans for you like good word uh and yeah was it the exact plan that he had 10 years ago probably not but he still worked with how i rolled with it and then now bridge music mm-hmm. makes so much sense and yeah. the whole vision is 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 in place right wow So we'll come back to bridge music again. In between, uh, a lot of people know about Samalex is that you went to Bethel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to know how you went. It's it. I, I was it easy for you to going and like after reaching America, did you become rich or <laughs> overnight? Wow. How was your life in Reading? And what changed after Bethel? Oh wow, that's a, that's like a one-hour sermon, right? <laughs> Okay, we don't have that. We'll cut it short. I'll try. So, uh I always um so there there came a point after my degree, right? My dad wanted me to go to seminary and I was like, "No, I don't want to go to a seminary for a, a certificate. I want to mm. go to a Bible college if I meet God there." Wow. I want a real encounter with God. And I've heard so many stories of people who go to Bible college and get more messed up. Mm. So I was like, man, God, I I came to a point, a crossroads in my life where God, are you even real? Like I had to go through that. I I'm like, God, is there more to my life than just going and singing and playing music in the church? Is there more to it? Like or is my relationship just ends here? for me doing stuff for you or do you even care about what my what I'm going through do you even care about talking to me because there's so many people who say they hear you but I don't 
so do you, are you even interested in my relationship and i genuinely want to pursue an encounter from god right i i really was hungry for it and then so i was like and at this at the same time i didn't want to lose the music and worship side of things mm. I was like I don't want to become a pastor. <laughs> I was still in that so mode. Uh so pastor please. I was like I don't want to become a pastor and let go of all my musical abilities types. So I was looking for college like Hillsong and and then I stumbled upon Bethel. And um earlier there was another college that I applied and I got rejected. Uh my visa got rejected. It's okay. in Australia it's called great great college i tried to apply for that didn't happen i was broken i was like cuz everything looked like it was god's will mm. in fact i had i had so many people who were willing to pay and all of that stuff but my visa didn't come through so i felt like god was teasing me with favor like god why would you tease me with favor mm. and that was actually what inspired me um so i was going through all the colleges and stuff like that uh, i went through hillsong yeah. i went through bethel i loved bethel music always you know okay. like i would just listen to the music and i was like love it and then i opened bethel if they had a college and the first thing that popped up was we owe the world an encounter with god and that's exactly what i was asking god like i need an encounter right and it says we owe the world an encounter with god and but honestly i didn't have the faith to go to US because you can't work mm. and you need so much money and it's not easy to get a visa back in the day and I'm like oh man it's not an option now I didn't even like step out in faith because I was not the same person then right yeah. so this came to me I didn't go to the option came to me so I was like man god is bringing this to me maybe this is god's will mm-hmm. so I only pursued because I thought it was god's will and I went full out right i'm like mm. i'm just going to go for it and then i realized after spending every penny that my mom and dad saved for my bible college i lost my visa so i lost my money i lost my visa and i'm looking like a fool in front of people because i told god is what what and and i was like i was so mad i was frustrated i said god that morning i locked myself up in the room and i said i'm not coming out of this room until you encounter me until i have an encounter with you until you speak to me and and that morning something happened um this was like a turning point in my life i was a christian but i wasn't a believer like a lot of people are christians right and like they believe in the idea of christ going to church but i wasn't really believing in god like i should be right and i didn't have a relationship with him and i said i need an encounter i locked myself up in the room and i started crying like i just started like something i don't know maybe it's the pain and then peace started coming in i i and i got super hungry for the word of god like and i would just encounter him and i realized it was an encounter after i came out of that but basically I locked myself in that room that one that morning and that encounter lasted for 2 months I didn't come out of that room 2 months I'm not kidding for some of you what I literally forgot I didn't fast I forgot eating food I was so lost in the presence of God I would 
do everything that I didn't believe in. Like I, I didn't actually believe in prophecy. I didn't actually believe in tongues. I didn't believe in any of these things. In fact, I mocked people who were doing that. But what happened in that room for two months, I will never forget it. Because I felt like God was like this. He was sitting with me and we were, have, we were chatting. And my hunger for the word of God grew to a point. I read like the whole New Testament twice in two months. Wow. So I would just like, if I wake up, it's the word. If I sleep, it's the word. If I'm, I am fully focused on him, right? And that two months, I felt like I knew God, but I'd never understood God. But why did you tease me with favor? Like, why show all of this? Why bring to my life? You could have just said no. Hmm. Like you could have, and, and I said, and, and I felt like the Lord asked me, Sam, why didn't you apply for Bethel? Because I knew deep inside my heart, that was the answer. That was what I was asking God for. Like, hmm. God, I need an encounter with you. And Bethel's website was as clear as God's sign. <laughs> We owe the world an encounter with God. I still have the screenshot of it. I took it and kept it. That's the tagline of BSSM. And I was like, and God's like, but I thought your will was for me to go to. And, and I said, you know, and also it makes sense because it is a little cheaper and affordable. Mm. And God said something was like, so you think I'm a, I'm a cheap God. So you think my will for you is cheap. So you think my will for you is a compromise. Mm. And I felt like God says, Sam, I'm not an El Chipo, I'm an El Shaddai. Wow. Like I am a father who yes. would pour out heavens and give whatever you ask for. You forgot who you were when you did that. And, and he said something, he was like, Sam, because you're my son, favor will always follow you doesn't mean you follow favor and that shifted my whole perspective and I was like oh man I get it now mm. why I was like Sam you wanted to apply for Bethel but you're afraid so you went and applied for this the, the reason people were pouring out even if you said yes if you had said yes to Bethel right people would have still come and poured in but then you didn't you didn't step out mm. in this so because you chose people who are backing up so favor will always back you up if you, because you're my son and then that moment i decided you know what i didn't have anything when i applied for bethel and i did it i i got a visa with actually this might sound weird but i didn't have a bank account when i applied for bethel i was i was still living off of my dad's bank so i didn't have a like real bank account and then I applied and I get my visa just like that. And then I thought, okay, what no. <laughs> um, I mean, I could go on forever, but I will tell you this. I wasn't rich. Um, I'll say, I'll, I'll, I'll tell one incident. I go there and I crash on some random person's couch because I didn't have a home. And, and I didn't have enough money to like even survive. I had $300. Uh, left in my account and I had about $4,600 to pay off for my tuition otherwise I had to go uh, home and I didn't know what to do and I felt like uh, that actually uh, I spent $100 on food and stuff like that and I'm left with $200 and I'm thinking 
how do I live? How do I go? How do I do everything? And then with that $200, I asked God, what should I do, God, with this? And I felt like, you know, he, my, my relationship with, was, with God was so close. I could, like, hear his heart, like, you know. I don't know. I don't know. This is the thing, you know. Some people say, I hear his voice. But I feel like I hear his heart. And, uh, no, did I say fear? Here. I said here, right? I hear his heart, like, and, and I was I was able to hear his heart and I felt, he said, Sam, uh, this is not big enough to be a fruit. Fruit, a seed is what needs to be sown. Fruit is what needs to be eaten. And I felt like those 200 need to be sown. So I, I went and I just, Gave it to somebody that I felt like I should give. And you have no idea what happened. One of my favorite stories is I'm walking. This is, this is how it started at Bethel. Um, was I rich? Yeah. In, in my father's eyes, yes, absolutely. I have a, had the most rich father in the world. And Amen. Um, the Bible says he will bless you with heavenly riches, you know, yes. riches in his glory. He will, he will give according to the riches in glory. And... And I remember just walking after giving that $200 away, what the heck am I going to do? I am in a no man's land. Nobody knows Sam Alex here. There are nobody who could support me. I didn't even have a phone to call and ask anybody. So I'm freaking out. And then this is my favorite story. I'm walking on this bridge called Sundial Bridge. And then this this, uh, woman, I think she was in her 60s or 70s. I don't know. And then she passes by me and then she comes running back to me and she goes are you an Indian I'm like haven't you ever seen an Indian like why are you being weird I said yes I'm an Indian like can't you see it's obvious <laughs> right and and then she goes like is your name Sam by any chance and I'm like Terebina is not that famous <laughs> like I mean I'm sure you yes. would have heard my if you did I, that would have made my day, right? But then it was better than that. She goes, she starts, I said, yes, how do you know my name? And she starts jumping, right? She's getting more excited. I'm confused, like, what's happening? Like, and then she goes, I've been, God's been speaking to me in my dreams. I've been seeing you every day since past one week in my dream. And um, I was so annoyed because I've been trying to seek his voice. And I didn't know if this was his voice. I was just my imagination. I didn't know why I was seeing your face. But you, I would see your face at least once a day. Crazy. And God would remind me of your face since last one week. And I said, I told God, I don't know if this is a person that I need to meet or do something. And, and God was like, you need to do something for him. Right? If, it, if I don't see him today, I'm going to use this for something else. So she had an envelope written. She had an envelope. She's put some money in it. She put $2,000 in it. And she said, she write to Sam for India. She didn't, she never met me. She doesn't know who I am. And then, and then she pulls out this cover. I said, if you don't believe me, believe me, look at this. And I didn't know, I'm, I'm boiling. I'm like, I, I don't even know what the heck is. I'm like, I'm, I'm praying to myself. I said, I ho- God, I hope this is not a dream. I don't want to wake up to this. 
it's like i don't want it to be a dream where it's disappointing i wake up i'm like it's not a i really felt that right and and while i'm doing that she goes okay honey i got to go i'm i'm i need to i have to really leave bye take care <laughs> and i'm i'm it's i don't know if it's an angel or a real person i've never seen her again in my life and i don't even remember her face and that 2000 dollars it didn't stop there that week my whole tuition gets paid off overnight by people that i've never met that i don't know i don't i don't know how that happened so it started there and i've i've lived a supernatural life in reading for the 3 years yeah was i rich absolutely yes. i don't want, i'm i'm not going to say i was poor in fact he never let me be poor because i took i knew who was taking care of me and i remember that verse he gave me before going to bethel deuteronomy 8 he spoke to me so specifically he said i'm taking you into a new land and in that land you will lack nothing and you will always have more than enough were there times that i didn't have enough yes but then it only encouraged me to believe for more and to believe in the god that i encountered and it was i think that's where my whole life just twisted that's before bible college right this is all in the big it's not like you know i went to bible college and sam changed yeah it did help to sustain and to understand my transition in bethel mm. but it's not necessarily bethel that actually changed my life you know it's i think i would still say god changed my life even before yes. i got to bethel yeah Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, that's a long answer. Sorry. I know, but that was so inspi- insightful and yeah. <sighs> like I I guess nobody would have thought like people think even for the idea of going from India to America like some lottery lag gayi hai. But yeah. actually with God every day's lottery lag gayi hai. Right. And, and I could talk a lot about what wasn't pretty. Hmm. But here's the thing, like I don't want to talk about what the life did to me cuz that's not going to be a testimony mm. if i want to talk about all the struggles that i went through i could but then man what i received was way far, way better than the struggles that i got people talk a lot about the struggles man but didn't god meet didn't god meet meet you at that place yes. yeah. and and i and i would rather talk about what god did in my life than you know what the life did to me Yeah, was it pretty? There was times I was like frustrated. I I was even having suicidal thoughts. I I went through some crazy moments of not having faith. But I felt like when when I didn't have faith, I realized he was faithful. And he will always stay faithful. He's not changing. His faithfulness doesn't change according to my faith. Word. Right, you know, it's like oh, Sam's. A lot of people are like, you need to have faith. You need to have faith, man. We are humans, and there is grace when you don't have. You you just faith is a gift. Somehow we think we can earn it, and and I realize that God, I don't have enough strength to walk in faith at this moment, and God would just come through and you know, cover me like a mother, like a father, and that was the best. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for covering that and saying that so well and sharing that part and that journey of your life. Yeah. Yep, thank you. 
So I told you that I'll come back to bridge music. Right. So I want to know now that how was the transition from the last bridge to the bridge music? And what was the journey like? Also, why the name change? Right. I mean, uh, when I went to Bethel, last bridge kind of paused. Like, you know, I thought it's over. Like, you know, it's like it's done. I'm past that thing. Um, I don't know what my life is going to look mm. like after coming back from Bethel. So I was like, I think goodbye, last bridge. Uh, but the moment I left is when my song started taking more. I was like, God, why are you bringing it back up now type? And then I came back after three years mm. and and I just realized, you know, I, I, I wrote Vandanam. Uh, uh, I'm like, what do I do with this? Should I just keep it to myself? I just want to simply release it sort of a thing. And then I thought of, uh, I just, it last place never made sense to me again. I was like, okay, last bridge the name doesn't make any sense it looks very immature um, so I had to like ask myself if I have to do something what would I do mm. and since the beginning of Vandanam uh, when we changed the name I was like hey man I think we should I told all the band guys I think we should switch from being a band I think we are more than a band right now I think I want to start raising up people I want to I want you to start like find musicians and invest in them and empower mentor people. So uh, so we started in that way and just the vision only kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And when we saw how Vandanam did, we weren't, we weren't expecting Vandanam to go crazy because we were like, yeah, it's just another song. Because for us, 200,000 views is like, wow, Chamathuji still has that much only. Uh, so I was like, wow, 200,000 views, right? And and it was always about numbers. When I came back from Bethel, that thing changed. Like, I don't I don't care about numbers you know, anymore. I just want to do this because somebody could get blessed. And But anytime I do something, I always do it with excellence. So even though it was like, just want to do it, I, I want to make sure that, you know, it was done with excellence. And I really wanted to put some of the tools that I used at Bethel. Mm. I've learned so much about, you know, even music, production yeah. and stuff like that in Bethel. So I, I was super excited to experiment all of that. <clears throat> Another thing I was like, you know, when it comes to like the sound of India, no, the worship sound of India, I felt like it wasn't defined mm. in, in, in India. I mean, I'm not trying to like, it felt like we were trying to copy so many people, like say, oh, didn't you just copy the, didn't you just do the same thing? Yes. Uh, um, we are inspired, but at the same time, if you see a worship album, like one album will have 10 genres in it. So I was like, I want to do something a little different. I want to like, you know, if you if you go to US or if you look at other nations, they have like this go to worship sound. Uh, but I felt like there wasn't like a go to worship sound for uh, Indian, India. Indian worship music. Like it's like, oh, if I think about, hey, can you tell what genre is so-and-so song, they'll be like, I don't know, because there's so much other stuff happening. So I really wanted to take that route and bring the focus back. So we started off like that, and then we wanted to keep it very worship-centric mm -hmm. rather than performance-centric, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with performance-centric. That has its place also. It's just like I wanted to be, I wanted to, I, I wanted to stop 
it's uh, just focusing on the youth. Okay. Before we started, it was like we want to touch the young people, and that's yeah. great, you know, some kind of. But when I released Vandanam, I was like, I wanted to touch every age group possible, and it did it. it did. You know, it's like you know, and then we saw the response. We got like a million views. I'm like, gosh, this is going crazy. And then I had to like sit with the Lord and rethink what I want to. And I felt like God say. Sam, the favor that's on your life is not for you; it's for the people around you as well. Mm. And uh, and 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 I was like, how can I use this influence, this million followers? And you know, it's, it was never about this, but now I feel like there are a lot of people who are following and being inspired by what Bridge is doing. What can I do? And I, that's mm. when the thought came. You know, I want to use this platform, this place, to empower other artists. There are so many, and God started. Share. Again, you know, his heart started becoming more and more real. I'm like, there are so many Davids sitting in their house writing songs, and they've never heard, they've never been heard. It's not about who is big or who is small. It's not even about who is more talented or who is less talented. It's just mm -hmm. about there are some Davids that their voices needed needed to be heard, and that's where the whole bridge music actually came alive after Wandanam is released. Like. I wanted to find art. It's not like we don't. We don't. I, again, a lot of people. When I say this, right, they start writing to me. Hey, how can I be part of Bridge Music? Yeah. You can be part of Bridge Music. Uh, that question. I wanna just answer that question for everybody who's watching this. You can be part of Bridge Music by serving and using your talents in your own church. You're still wow, part well of that. Well said. Well said. Right. It's it's not about just doing it on our channel or your channel. You know, it's we are all in this collectively together. And if you're supposed to do a song with us, guess what? God will bring us to you. And True. that's what we believe. And that's how every artist has been approached. You know, it's like uh, we we I don't think we never said yes to uh, any artist. I, I, Unless it's just one artist, I don't want to reveal his name. You'll know when he comes out. Uh, apart from one artist, because and at the same time, you know, we didn't say yes to him directly. We did a relationship with him. We we journeyed with him for a while. I think for a year at least. And then when we had peace with it, that's when we said, you know, we want to do this with you. And it turned out great. So if you are meant to do something with Bridge, you will do it. But but at the same time, the way we do things is a little different. We we. We really believe God to highlight people to us, and when He does that, mm. we only go after that. You know, if you're not highlighted, maybe you you were supposed to be highlighted somewhere else, and respect that True. and honor that decision from the Lord, right? Mm. Uh, but again, coming back to just wrapping up the question, how did we come up with the name? It's just that you know, just the whole why of Bridge Music changed. Mm. The why of Bridge Music was never songs. Mm. A lot of people see the songs. A lot of people see the outcome, but the root was always community. The vision of Bridge Music changed from writing songs and making good music mm -hmm. to building a community of creatives together, uh -huh. a, a culture of community, accountability, relationships where creatives feel uh, and know that they are taken care of, you know. And that's what we really uh, aim for in everything we do. If you're writing a song, are we doing it from the perspective of community? When we are when we are uh, releasing a song, when we are doing something else, are we still? When we do retreats, it's about community. It's all about community. Mm. It's nothing 
And what are the songs? Songs are just the overflow of this. It's the byproduct. It's not the root. The fruits, the, the roots define the fruit. You know, it's not the fruit that defines the root. Mm. Yeah. That's so well said. And so, kept together about bridge. And yeah. I, I believe that you've been doing so well. Bridge is doing so well in keeping the community. Seeing mm. it just being growing like from Vandanam to season two. Uh, from Sang Tere, Dhanyavad, uh, to going on from to season three for Chattan, for Desh. Right. It's been just growing and it's been more about community growing with it. So that's wonderful right. to know. I mean, I'll say this. I think a lot changed for me when my goal was not success, but growth. Mm. If your goal is growth and not success, man, you'll grow so much. You'll grow so much and there won't be a cap. The problem with success is it caps it off. Yeah. It's like the moment you think you're successful, there is no growth beyond that. Yeah. So you can, uh, one of the things that really helped us is like, I'm not after success. Mm. I'm after growth. Mm. Yeah. So we know that how Vandanam took off. It was like fame. And then the season two happened. It just grew. It kept mm -hmm. growing. Uh, so I don't want to talk about the fame, but I want to ask you something that you never expected would come with fame, like could be good or bad, <laughs> what it would be. Also, I would want to know, uh, did you ever expect this movement that is happening in India will come in and through you? Um, okay. I'll, I'll answer the first part where what, what came with fame, I would, I would, Replace the word fame with favor, mm. right? So, favor is not fair in people's mm. eyes, right? Every time God favors you, the other people are like, that's not fair, God. Yeah. Grace is not fair. Yeah. So I, I'll go back to that passage where Jesus is quoting, you know, the guy who gets the same pay. Uh, the guy who worked for one hour gets the same pay as the guy who worked for 10 hours. And all the nine guys go, this is not fair. So I would like to suggest favor is not fair, mm. um, but the world likes it to be fair. Mm. Um, and, and so what happens when you have favor, with favor comes rejection. With favor comes things that you don't like. People, people that are close to you start acting weird around you. And, uh, or people who are never close to you wants Suddenly. to be close to you. Yeah. So there is a lot of abuse that comes with that there's a lot of expectations people set on you where like oh you should look like this you should look like that so I, i'll just leave it there where i could say a lot of things but with favor comes uh, a lot of rejection that you need to go through mm. and a lot of boundaries that you had to set and for me that was very hard for people where like with growth comes change as well for example like you know with the kind of People are not okay with change. Sam, you've changed, they say. Mm. But isn't change also, doesn't change also mean growth? Mm. You're not wearing the same clothes when you were five years old. Yeah. Uh, when you grow up to like a 15, 20 year old, you know, your size changed, your mm. um, everything changed according to the growth. So change is good, but people are not okay with change. and. When that happens, people think you're proud, you're arrogant, and they, yeah. they, they step back. But then I can't say yes to everything else. So 
one of the hardest things that I had to do was set boundaries mm. in my life with people that were very close to me. But again, I realized not everybody can be close to me. Not everybody. I can I can say yes to you. I can say yes to like, for example, if I'm saying yes to you right now at this minute, I can only do an interview with you. I can't just pick up my call and talk to 100 people. Yeah, it's true. So in that way, when life gets busy, your boundaries had to be defined. And I, that was one of the biggest challenges I had. In fact, um, I say, I'll leave it with this. In a way, the amount of rejection defines, determines the amount of favor you can have in your life. Oh, uh, uh, sorry. The amount of rejection that you can handle okay. determines yeah. the amount of favor you can have in your life. How much are you able to like, if you keep going in the tangent of like, I want to please everybody, mm. I want to please everybody, you will never live in the delight of God yeah because you're so the thing the delight of the delight of God simply looks like favor he wants to lavish you with his goodness he wants to throw a party no matter how bad and but the thing is the elder brothers won't like it <laughs> yeah <laughs> the elder brother got offended because father was celebrating somebody who didn't deserve it mm. favor is not deserved Right. So, so in that sense, you know, can you handle the amount of rejection that comes with favor? And sometimes God doesn't favor you too much to a point where it will kill you. Mm. Um, he keeps things away for you, not from you, you know, and, and uh, he does that so beautifully. Uh, and when, when God favors you, that means he really believes that you should. And, and at the same time, we reject favor because we are afraid of not pleasing people. Yeah. Did I answer everything or? So the second part uh, that did you knew that it will something like this in this country or in this world would happen in and through you? In and through me, I was just available for the Lord, right? Mm. I wasn't like, God, you can use me or you don't. Yeah. But I'll do. I'm saying yes to you. And no matter what it takes, no mm. matter what comes through. I will stay, I will stay uh, faithful to my yes, to you, mm. be it small, be it, even if I'm, if it's seen or not. Yeah. For me, it was always like that. I was never worried about the outcome or will it look, will I be known or not? Mm. In fact, I tried to stay away from that. I tried to, I'll tell you, man, it's scary. Yeah. Uh, influence is scary because there is a lot more pressure on you for that. So I was like, God, I don't. I would rather stay in behind, but then when when the anointing promotes you, you let it do its job. There is a reason why God promotes you. There's a reason why God makes you feel seen. There's a reason why God uh, puts you on high places, right? And and I had to trust God. And the thing is, we say yes to one thing, but we when God promotes us, we say we act really funny and stupid and humble. I'm like. But my yes to God is the same yes if he, ble if he makes me really famous, if he makes me really influential, my yes still says the same. If he doesn't make me famous, if I'm not doing anything in life, my yes is still at the same place. So it's not about how it looks on the top. It's about does, are you consistent? Are you constant in your yes to the Lord? So I have to keep saying yes, keep reminding myself yes every day in fact like if the day i had to remind i'm saying yes to you god intentionally and pursue that 
Nice. I guess somewhat my last question of this long interview would be this, that uh, what something that kept you going and that is the key that you know that will keep you going on. There's a lot of journey that you have to do ahead. I would say the grace, the revelation of God's grace, man, that is life changing because um, I don't know if I could, people use this a lot randomly God's grace but do you really mean do you know what that actually means it actually means to lay your self-righteousness aside to stop talking about your own sacrifices and to stop talking about oh I did this I did that I did this and actually constantly live in his grace and to be his beloved rather than trying to love him more than he loves you you know that you can never love him more than he loves you yeah it's impossible. You don't know what love is until you are fully his beloved. So I had to, one thing that I try my best because sometimes we get into this game of self-righteousness mm. and we want to do things for him. And that's beautiful. That's really beautiful that you want to do things for him. But if you think you can do better than him, you probably need to back out. Sometimes we get into this mindset of striving and, oh, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll do this, I'll do this. And then really forget to know the person that you're doing it for. Mm -hmm. For example, if you are in love with somebody and that's, or for example, you know, if, if, if I love somebody and, um, and I'm trying to give them gifts, but the, but she never receives it. And then she keeps, she just wants to show me how much she loves me, but she never receives my love. How would I feel? Mm. I feel like God is, God takes delight. God takes pleasure in loving people. Yeah, but true. are you in the posture of receiving his love? Are you always trying to like do something for him? Are you being Martha's? who are baking cookies that Jesus never ordered. Um, I love that, you know, Mary was receiving and Martha was trying to give. Mm. Ah, and, and sometimes we just need to sit back and say, God, I want to receive. Yeah. And if, if you can just live in that picture of grace, that's grace, right? Mm. Grace, it's more, it's, it's more harder to not fight than fight. It's very easy to fight. We want to fight for everything. And, but is it easy for you to let him fight for you? Is it easy to actually sit back and say, God, I trust you. Sometimes we want to be in control and we want to do things ourselves. And God's like, okay, I'll wait. And he's patient, God, like that, right? And, but when you come to him, you'll really find rest. You know, that's, that's the whole point of grace is come to me and I will give you rest. And if you can walk and live from that place, I feel like we will do way more and our relationship with God would be so strong. And you can love him back with the love that you receive from him. You know, it, I'm not saying don't love him. Don't, I'll be quoted as a, a cult purpose. preacher. Uh, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you can outgive God. And sometimes we need to like stop, ask ourselves, am I being self-righteous? Mm -hmm. If you're talking always about what you do for God, then what he did for you, Maybe you need to change the way you think and say, God, am I looking at it from a wrong perspective? Who are you talking more about? Are you more aware of what he is doing for you? Or are you more aware of what you're doing for him? 
I think that's my everyday life, right? And that helps me keep going because the pressure is off. Yeah. The pressure is off and I can just serve him. I can love him. I can sit with him. I can do anything with him and it's beautiful. It is indeed beautiful. That was so yeah. good. Wow. That was <laughs> long answers, guys. Thanks for staying. Yeah. All throughout. You heard so far. The fun part is coming, so stay for that. But thank you for like you did make made it through all the all right. serious questions. Wow. <laughs> Yay. They stayed through it. Good job, guys. Great. So are you ready for the fun part? I think I am. Yes. So have you heard of rapid fire? Yeah, you have you might have done also. So you have to be really quick. You can't answer like you answered. You have to be like this quick. Okay? Alright. Okay. On like how you do counting for the music plant. Like quicker yeah, than after that. Four. Yeah, after four. Yeah, but quicker than that I said. Okay. <laughs> so your first question is what will you do if you meet these people from Bible? Like if they walk in from the door like right now, what will be the first reaction or what will you do? I will like. Yeah, oh no, I'm telling you who. Ah, okay. <laughs> oh, you're all the, These people. Okay, first is Moses. Like, man, how did you lead Israel out of Egypt, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Mary, Jesus' mom. Oh, that first miracle was super cool. Judas. Dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> okay, King Solomon. I would actually, actually, for Judas, I would probably ask, where did you end up, bro? <laughs> I'm like, I'm really curious. That's, okay, Solomon? Yeah. What happened to your wisdom, man? <laughs> okay. I don't know if that was... <laughs> I know. Okay, second question. One rumor that you heard about yourself that gave you the lol moment like you when brass laughing, laughing about me. I don't One know. Rumor. I don't know if I can do rap because I have that needs memory. I don't remember anything. Anything? Okay. Skip that. No rumor he has heard. It's funny enough. Okay. Oh, actually, I've heard, but I can't recollect. Okay. This. If you were to write Insta bios for these people, what would you write? Okay. First is Pastor Joy. World changer. Your mom. A lover. <laughs> I don't love. That's the first. She loves me a lot. <laughs> right. Okay. That's it. Name one. Name I Kulotungan. Kulotungan. Uh, listener. <laughs> I don't know. This What's is so your... hard. I'm... Yeah, okay. Okay. I would probably okay. think a lot before okay. writing. Okay. Alisha. Alisha. Great manager. That what you will write on Instagram. I don't know. Great. She she, uh, she loves people. It's okay. Okay. Next, one song that never gets old for you. Oh, gosh, why do you have such hard <laughs> questions, Vandanam? Okay. Say two line of praise for your sisters. One one line for each of them in Hindi. <laughs> you first go for Nisi. Oh my gosh, in Hindi, I have to like think. Okay, fast, uh, something. Tell me a question, I forgot. <laughs> you have to say one line of anything good about your sister in Hindi. Aap both. Uh, Aap both nahi? Achha, oh, Nisi. Boho. Nisi, Aap both mehnat karti hai. For the other one? Aap both khoob surat hai. It's Neetu. for the, okay, it's for Neetu. Okay. 
If I give you 10 million or 1 CR right now, I'm not going to give you some, but if I do, what will be the first thing that you do with it? Invest and, and multiply it. Okay. One restaurant in Hyderabad that never gets old for you. Alhamdulillah. Okay. You might have to move for this one a little. Okay. Three worship postures that you are your go-to uh, in your worship movement. Do that right now. One. Two. And. And. Third. Okay. <laughs> Clearly not worshiping enough to remember that. Oh. Yeah. That. One. That. That. Okay. For sure. So this last one, I would have asked you to do this to your dad. But now we're shooting at 1 a.m. in the night. So I, I was going to ask, call your dad up and say you love him. But your dad is in dreamland. <laughs> and that would be so wrong to him. But call anybody. You just have to say I love you and cut the call. Call anybody. Maybe the first person on your chat. Or what if they don't, don't pick up? We'll see if they... If they love you back, quick, 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 anyway. I'm calling you. Okay. iPhone. <laughs> okay. The ring. Put on speaker. Wait, hold on. It's, it's not ringing. Okay. Okay. Ring two. Ring three. You're too busy to hear that. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, you, you call the wrong person from the wrong time zone. Well, it's Nehemiah Kolutangan. You didn't pick up Sam. You, you better, you call. better pick up, bro. <laughs> oh, I guess he won't. Okay, next, next person. Next person. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this has to be a person you you know. Nobody's I'm like, of course, like no, call. it's one a.m. What do you think, people? Oh okay. gosh, I. They'll be like, what happened to you? Why are you? Fuck off, Penny. Okay. I don't know what time is it in UK, but people of UK are getting calls from families. A few moments later. <laughs> Nobody cares. See, that's... Welcome to real life, guys. This is how it happens. I'm just trying to love on somebody. It's just not happening. Oh my Jesus. Okay, I'll give you one last chance to call somebody. If they don't pick, I'll just assume that nobody wants to hear I love you from you. I'll probably just call somebody <laughs> that I know will pick up. <laughs> Who is it this time? Oh, you'll see. Uh, just walk out and come. What? One eternity later. Look at this. <laughs> okay, we're done. No, nobody wants to receive your calls. Please. Bro, come on. <laughs> Even the people who are in this house. Please, worry. please pick up. Are you hearing? <laughs> okay, okay, done. We're, we're running out of time. No, I'm so please. disappointed here. People just don't want to receive love. Okay. So the next thing, we've done kind of well with the rapid fire, apart from the last thing. Oh, wow. So now this That's is like a... That's on me. people. So this is like a blast from the past. That's something that you put sometime in social media 
these are your pictures you want you can tell what was in your mind why did you do that people you'll get somewhere the insert of what picture he is reacting to mm-hmm. okay ready okay so the picture number 1 is this oh that's that's easy that's my first um profile uh dp for my student thing at bethel that's my first oh. year they clicked it okay so the next i like it. oh <laughs> Tell me about it. That was uh, called, that's a place uh, in California. It's called Bernie Falls. It's a beautiful place. And why are you sitting there? And uh, the, guy who was, the guy who was taking the picture, his name is Guy West. He, we stayed with him. Uh, he asked me to pose <laughs> and I did. <laughs> okay, let's blame it on him. Yeah. You want to wear your specs real quick? Yeah, I think I'm just seeing a lot of... Yeah. Yeah, this okay. is better. Yeah, yeah. next. Oh. <laughs> I I was just like that was my graduation first year graduation first year graduation. Yeah. Okay. In Reading. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Okay. Oh, what is all this oh, about? When did this you turn one, Malu? It's it's not a Malu. Basically this was uh, we have something called Festival of Cultures in India. So not in India. <laughs> in, yeah, we do have Yes, we do have in Bethel and we were supposed to like do some dance. So that's the costume that they oh, gave us. Okay. This Bonnie Bray house. Oh my gosh, that was a very very special moment. I I don't know if you heard about Azusa now. Uh revival. That revival started in that house and uh, we we all went to mission trip and I got to like just experience and just see you know and got to know a lot of history of how the revival started it was beautiful okay next picture what is this why is this what was on your mind i was just imagining myself as batman if indian was a batman how would he look i was just trying to be cool because there was one uh, i i visited a family and the kid really liked it so i'm like you know what i'll post it okay cool i think i, th- I think it looks great okay. i mean i really like Okay oh, tell in the comments if you like it. I th- I think that's a really cool look for a Batman. Okay sure. A Batman with a beard? Have you ever thought of it? That's a great Okay. Can comment. we move on to next? Yes. <laughs> tell me what is this about by that face? Oh yeah. I just didn't know how to make funny faces so I just hmm? I just do all those weird faces but that was in Disneyland. in oh. LA if you can see Tarzan yeah, Tarzan yeah. Tarzan uh behind we were just trying to get a picture with him you know okay not the real one guys not you'll see one. in the picture yeah okay next what is this about live out loud this was in hyderabad we played in school that's the band uh that was it was a fun time <laughs> yeah that's well, it okay tell me it's about B- this it's bft tour it's break free tour it was okay. it was really fun nice so moving on the next video um, sorry for oh, which is a little emotional that was the best moment uh so that was uh, bill and chris commissioning us uh in second year after our second year and um it's crazy that what chris prophesied um I could see it in fruition right now it's not it was like he said I see you raising a generation and a sound that is going to rise from you that will impact and uh impact the whole nation 
and I I could testify. I think I'm living it out. Yay. Okay, let's move on to the last picture which mm. I absolutely love. Okay. And tell me about this one. Oh, that's It's not the last picture, sorry, got it wrong. Oh my god, that's that's very special because that's my grandmother. We were very close. I used to call her my girlfriend. Um honestly, <laughs> I don't know if it sounds weird like I would I would just sleep uh you know beside her even even till like the last um uh, even even until the last time that I had with her but then it was very hard uh, for me when she passed away she was she passed away when I was on a mission trip um didn't even get to say a goodbye while she was in the hospital it was so sudden but I just cherish all my moments with her miss her a lot but she was a very special person she looks like one yeah okay now this is the last picture which i love ah uh, that's on my mom's birthday we all went that's my family by the way guys that's my two sisters my mom and my dad um we we had a really fun day that uh, this was like i think last year no no last last year and uh, it was just i just love spending time with my family outside we enjoy that Wow, it was yeah. so nice. How was how was feeling going through those pictures? It was good. I felt like I was going down on the memory lane. Oh, that was so nice. Sweet. So, are you ready for the last part of it? Yes. It, these are the assumptions that people send in for you and about you. Wow. So, you don't have to explain, you don't have to give any explanation to anybody, but you have to just say is it true or not? Yes or no. Okay. That's it. Pretty okay. cool. Chill. Sweet. Ready? Okay, first, he has a lot of attitude. Maybe bad attitude. Yes or no? No. Okay. He's in a relationship. No. He is the most funniest one in the group. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'd like to be at least. Okay, he's extremely patient and calm individual. This is like humility or test or what? Yes. Yes. <laughs> he's a very strict He's very strict and serious. Sometimes. Yes or no? That's uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sam only likes biryani. Yes. Oh, he looks silent but cracks very good jokes. Yes. He laughs at any joke. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Last assumption about you, he's a Tamilian. Well, Yes or no, Sam? Yes. No. No, I'm not a Tamilian. No. Okay. Thank you so much, Sam. Is That's that it. it. Oh, Thank wow. you for doing Thank this you. with me for Absolutely. the channel. It was fun. It was great. It was yes. so much of fun. So much of things to learn from you. I take back so much from today's interview. Is there anything that you want to say before we close? Oh, just thanks for staying throughout. Yes. Uh, I hope this was helpful. Uh, God bless you all. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for joining in. This is Tales to Testimony, where we bring real human, real hearts, and real story. God bless you. I'll see you next time.